very warm welcome to you from Equa Marketing. This presentation is brought to you by Equa.com, a leader in digital marketing. Welcome to another amazing episode of Growing Dentist Podcast Show. I'm super excited to have Debbie, who's the founder of DentalPracticeSolutions.com. Debbie, welcome. Thank you so much, Naren, for having me. Debbie, um, for those of us, uh, I, I have known you for f- approximately four plus years now. We both are members of ADMC. But for the you know hundreds and thousands of listeners who are listening to this and perhaps mm-hmm. watching you on video down the road, uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? How did you get into, uh, into this business? And, and uh, you know, let us kind of get to know you a little bit. Well, it goes way back and I'll try to keep it short, but when I was 12 years old, I decided to become a dental hygienist and then graduated from USC and became a dental hygienist. I was teaching at the University of Southern California in Los Angeles uh, up until about 2005. And then uh, in 2007, I helped start a dental hygiene school here in Portland, Oregon, where I live now. And After being in dentistry for so many decades, I just, way back uh, in the 90s, I wanted to start sharing my knowledge and get paid for it. And that's why I started working at the University of Southern California. And I, in 2000, went to uh, the Speaking and Consulting Network meeting, and I learned some things that I need to do if I want to become an expert. So at that point in time, I went out there and started speaking and writing, speaking and writing. And it's just evolved into a worldwide dental consulting firm, Dental Practice Solutions has. And my team has dramatically grown since that time. And I've left the education field and I focus full time on increasing profitability and efficiencies. It's a holistic approach through the dental hygiene department. Yes. um, When I did more research on you to prepare for this interview, and then talking to you, um, uh, if there's one sentence, I think it's the fact that you are like the queen of dental hygiene, but at the end of the day, you're focused on profit. So you don't stop there. You build from the dental hygiene department, but then you get everybody involved. So the profits the practice makes grows. Naren, you're spot on. I just have a, a deep passion for not just making a practice have a profitable hygiene department, but that their bottom line is productive and that doctors at the end of their career can rest in finishing well. Yeah. Can you share with our audience the story just uh, that you shared with me about, uh, you know, the two practices you were working with and how, uh, you know, within less than a year you were able to change their lives? <laughs> Yes, I would be happy to. So I have a wonderful female dentist that I'm working with her practice and they're in Brisbane, Australia. And she just wanted to have some systems and strategies for her hygienist to be more profitable. And long story short, we finally have the right hygienist working in her practice and we have the systems in place. I've had the opportunity to go out to Australia and that made a huge difference going there hands-on to Australia and working with the hygienist. When I started working with her, the average per month was about $90,000. 
And because of having the strategies and the systems in place, not only with the hygienist, but when I work each month with the team, we have calls just like we, you and I are doing there. And um, we talk and sometimes we see each other and we are bringing the whole team so that they're driving the practice and doctor is doing the dentistry that she loves. She's able to do high-end dentistry. The hygienist is doing the laser whitening. And when I was there in Australia, we identified a lot of undiagnosed perio. And that hygienist, I worked with her hands-on to actually increase productivity through the perio treatment and also some other adjunctive services, even they're using the oral ID to detect oral abnormalities. So the hygienist is now producing approximately $3,000 a day. And they basically just wiped out patients counseling last minute to change appointments and definitely those no-shows. And the majority of their patients, I can safely say that 95% of their patients, even probably more than that, if they hear this, I'll probably say it's more, but they accept their treatment that's planned with the hygienist and then the doctor coming in to say, yes, Elise is correct. You do need to have this done. The patient, by the time doctor comes in, is already set up to say yes to that treatment plan because of our process and system that we put in place. And last month, doctor produced $220,000. She was running $200,000 behind her, her fiscal goal. And she actually met her fiscal goal. Um, we were 200,000 behind. And in the last two months, she made that up. So we have a proven system. It's so exciting to see this happening all over the world. We have another office in LA and the doctor hired us because basically couldn't make payroll. We take the money from the savings account. So we worked a special plan out for him, something we've never done before, but we'll probably do it with the right player. We need a doctor that's fully on board and able and ready to be the leader of their team because this practice was only collecting $57,000 and the hygiene department wasn't even making $1,000 a day. We started working with them on March 15, 2017. And um, long story short, that 57,000, I just got a text message before we started this podcast today. And the um, office manager is so excited because let's see, it's been, it's been three, let's see, November, March, April, May, June, three and a half months later, they just closed out. I'll read it to you now. Um, their collections are 90,433. Remember they were collecting 57,000. Doctor couldn't even pay the team. And they actually produced the month of June 97,500 huge i mean and this is a doctor that wasn't really a big leader it's something that we're still working on is that he's the leader of the team when the doctor's the leader of the team and they take charge and like my doctor in australia that i was telling you about who's just really soaring high is because i say she takes no prisoners i mean when i went out there to australia there was one team member at that point where she she was saying you know i'm not sure she's on board She's, you know, and people were telling me, you know, um, she's in charge of the OSHA, the sterilization, blah, blah, blah. It's falling behind. Our 
our sterilization room, it's messy. You know, and we talked, and by the time I got back to the U.S., she had already told doctors she didn't want to be a team player. So one of the things, beautiful things about going out there and seeing the team members eye to eye, you know, and sitting with them knee to knee is I get the truth, you know, and we find out who's on board and who's not. And same thing with our other office in L.A., one of the team members, he left. He had been with doctor 15 years, but he didn't want to go to the next level. And it's identifying who's going to be a player when you want to get to that next level. That's amazing. I mean, two amazing stories. <laughs> let's um, provide a lot of value to our listeners today. So let's just jump in. Um, I want to start by, you know, what do you see when you uh, kind of walk into a practice? I'm talking typically, like, what are some of the opportunities that you typically see? And, and then um, what do you go about doing to kind of turn things around, just like the way you turned around, turn around these two practices? I, I know every situation is different. So maybe we can organize our conversation into a bucket. So maybe you can talk about, you know, here are four types of things I see. Let's talk about the first type, for example. Okay. So um, some of the things that I see across the board with most offices and you know, everybody is doing their best. I just want to say everybody thinks, I mean, I just talked to a doctor this week who's probably going to hire us, but she was telling me, you know, when we first started talking, she was like, I don't know, you know, I, I know that we could probably do something, but everything is so good, all our patients schedule. But as we got to talking, what I discover a lot is that hygienists, they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They don't want to and a doctor said this to me yesterday, rock the boat. And so we love our patients. Many of the hygienists have been with the doctor 10, 14 years and they're friends and they just don't want to tell the patient, gosh, you know, you really need to come back for another visit. And I just finished writing an article on it. It's like, we've been talking about inflammation, but we never had some way of talking to our patients about reimbursement for treating inflammation when there's not bone loss and full-blown gum disease, periodontal disease. Now we have this gingivitis code to help us support that oral systemic health link. And there's a code in the United States for us to bill their insurance for reimbursement. So that's one of the things that's been a very powerful change in our clients this year is showing them how to utilize that code to discuss inflammation and active disease in their mouth and prevention of bone loss in their mouth and spending more money and time in the dental office by using that code. And there's a whole process that goes around that with the hygienists, things that they need to say and do. And then with the front office in scheduling, because it's not just that we see that patient one time and they come back six months later. What is that entire process? In fact, we helped the office in LA. I was there on a Monday and we, I was there supporting the hygienist. So we reviewed the x-rays. We reviewed, you know, I was there in the room reviewing and documenting the perio charting for the hygienist. We identified this was a gingivitis patient and then worked with the front office on what needed to be sent to the insurance company. And I want you to know that on Tuesday morning, 
the lady who did the insurance billing said, Debbie, we just got $140 deposited into our account. It came through. It was within 24 hours they were paid, not for a prophylaxis, but a higher fee, the gingivitis code fee. That's amazing. So that's one way they can score some easy wins around treating inflammation and helping the patient with the whole body health. Yeah, so um, it, it's helping the hygiene department and listening to what's being said and kind of tweaking what's being said, but then also bringing the whole team in. Because when the whole team's engaged, we have a team-driven practice, not just the doctor leading and then employees who are clocking in and out. Right, right. Do you change the compensation program for the team? Or how do you get the team engaged? Is that <laughs> Well, I don't necessarily change it, but I believe that if we're going to be earning more, that the team needs to, that's what's in it for me, you know? I mean, the team's not going to keep doing $95,000 in production if there's nothing there for them. Right. So usually until we know that the doctor's financial situation is stable, what we'll do is, you know, like give them a gift card. Um, like the doctor in Australia, she gave them gift cards, several, I think several gift cards, different types. And then they're all going to a special concert. It's a really big deal to go to this concert in Australia. I can't even remember the name of it, but she's taking them all like in September. And my other doctors have given the team a spa treatment. They had a limo come and pick them up and take, they didn't know where they were going and they went to lunch and then they got treated to manicures and pedicures, things like that. And then once we know that the doctor's P and L is looking where it needs to be, you know, and their overhead's not 70 or 80%, then we can talk about increasing salaries. And what I'm finding works out really well for hygienists is that they get a base salary with a percentage and they get we we have a combination of that and that i find to be very inspiring for hygienists to want to produce for example three thousand dollars a day which is possible right absolutely um now when you walk in do you find a lot of schedules with a lot of holes in them like the hygiene schedules yes i do i find that the front office people are making a lot of calls every day to fill holes in the schedule. They're receiving calls from patients who want to change their appointment. So we've created a system and a process around that. Can you tell me more about kind of um, how do you fill those holes? Like typically, how do you go about, you know, changing behavior? So the way that we've found to change the behavior is something that I call an R2R, and it's a reason with the number two return, R2R. Um, we work through a fun activity to understand each other and then to understand our patients. What is their hot button? What are things that are valuable to that patient? And there's a whole process which starts with a connection and then communication, and it goes from there. So we take them through a process of connection and communication, but we're learning what we need to say and do to communicate with our patient. Some patients want to know everything and see everything, and other patients may just want you to just tell them what they need, and they'll do it. That's not every patient we would love for it to be. 
However, there's a way for us to understand how to speak to our patients and what type of communication to use with each individual patient. So we kind of have a feel for that. And then we speak to the benefits of their value and what they need. And that's the reason to return. And that is because we've spoken to what's valuable to them, there's a bigger reason for them to return. However, we also have a system that I've kind of finessed. You probably have heard about it before, but we call it Forever White. And it's for the lifetime of that patient coming to your practice. Not only do you offer them free whitening, but each time they come to see the hygienist twice a year, when they see the hygienist, they'll get a syringe of this whitening gel. Now, we had a company come to us and they customized the syringes back in 2013. They said, would you be willing to offer this to your clients? So we took a look at it and we launched something which I've actually finessed the system and the scripts and the forms to enroll the patient into this program, Forever White. And so it's on our website under Grow Your Practice where you can learn more about it, but we teach them what to say and do to keep patients coming back to their office. And patients love it when they get something for free. In fact, we have a specific way that we put a treatment plan together so patients see all the valuable things that they're getting in their treatment plan. So for example, a patient who needs gum treatment, we say gum treatment, not periodontal treatment, because that usually doesn't mean much to a patient. So that's one of the things that we say is gum treatment for the active disease in your mouth. It includes, and we have a whole year mapped out, and included in that treatment plan, um, I let the hygienist pick, but it's one of the power toothbrushes and or a water pick. And that's included so that the hygienist can show that patient how to take care of their teeth at home. And they're sharing with the patient that 80% of your outcome is what you do at home and here's what you need to do at home. But we're creating an annual plan for the patient and they know that they're getting X, Y, and Z in addition for not only paying for that annual treatment plan up front, but they're scheduling it as well. And this is what has turned $90,000 into $220,000 in one month. That, I mean, it took a few months to do that, yes, but it's that shift of telling the patient you're not just coming in for this quadrant. And then you, you come in for that quadrant and then the next quadrant. No, we're telling them what they need for the next year to be healthy. We're scheduling the gum treatments and they also know that here's the plan for the next year. And here's what your responsibility is at home, financially, et cetera. And that financial coordinator is creating flexible financial arrangements and offering them special financial arrangements, some special financial bonuses for scheduling out the year. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me rephrase um, what I understood about the Forever White program. So I, as a patient, sign up for a whole year. And as part of signing up, I pre-schedule my treatments and I pre-pay for my treatments. And I'm committing myself to also following through on my own end when I go home. Absolutely. And I want to also add to that, even if the patient doesn't need future treatment, 
the fact that they wanted to get their teeth whitened and that they know coming back to your office in six months, they get free whitening, we still offer it to them because there are going to be some patients who all they need is a prophylaxis. They have a healthy mouth. So they still do get the free whitening. Right. Makes, makes perfect sense. So it's like by bundling the whitening with the, you know, the gum treatment, you're kind of, you know, creating a wider market because if some people want some and not the other one, they still, both, both groups will want this program. Yes. The majority of your patients, when you ask them if there's one thing you would like to improve on your smile, yeah. the majority of people are going to tell you whiter teeth. So let's give our patients what they want. Even if they've already had their teeth whiter, they still need to touch it up and they're still paying $20, $30 for that syringe of whitening gel. Well, our whitening gel is less than $3 and 50 cents. So most companies sell whitening gel. Most dental companies sell it, but it's a lot it's at least that much money or more usually. And then they don't get as much use out of that syringe. So our syringe, like you just need to send your patient home with two syringes of the whitening gel with our gel, which we're getting from a main manufacturer, but we're able to get it for you at wholesale and customize the syringe with your logo, your name, your website and phone number. Awesome. That's great. Um, let me go back to something you mentioned earlier, which was interesting. You said uh, you have to talk to different patients differently. Some like just to be told what they need and they'll just do it. They don't need the details. Others need every detail. How do you figure this out? Well, I was just recently in the LA office and there was this fellow that came in and he was meticulously dressed and he was an engineer. and he wanted to know every little detail about everything. He wanted to talk about the whitening. He wanted to talk about the oral abnormalities. He wanted to know how the little flashlight with the fluorescence light, you could detect, you know, they'll start, you'll say one thing and they'll start asking you questions. A lot of times you can tell by their occupation, um, I've had medical doctors as my patient and they have basically told me, don't tell me what I need to do. Just do it. So it's listening to how they speak. Um, There will be some women who you'll have who are dressed beautifully, just impeccably. And they love to chat with you. And I think there's somebody who wants you to sit. They really want you to sit with them and they're going to value just sitting with them and connecting. Don't put the bib on the patient. Just sit and connect with them. There are some men that are going to be like that too. My husband is a very friendly, outgoing man and he would love it. He wouldn't tell you this, but if you sit there and just talk to him for 60 seconds without the bib on, but asking him, Hey, what are you doing this summer? I mean, he would love to tell you what he's doing this summer because he's got it. We have an exciting summer ahead and it doesn't take long, but I tell you that connection point, that's what I was telling you about a few minutes ago. It's, it's just a two minute connection with your patient. That's where you'll find out you, it's an activity that we go through with the team that helps them to learn. You have to be able to kind of sense it. You get a feel for that patient. It's shaking their hand and, 
How does that handshake feel? It's looking in their eyes when you say hello and do they look stressed or do they look relaxed? Most people don't look too happy to be in the dental office. But what's going on with them? You know, ask and you'll hear what's going on. You'll, you'll know if they're stressed out and they need their hand held or just somebody to sit and talk to them more than two minutes. Right, right. So you're saying it's kind of connecting the dots, um, you know, on a person-to-person level as opposed to trying to use the same approach to everybody. Yeah, so what I learned from observing teams, you were asking me this about a few minutes ago. One of the things I always see is that the patient is called, they follow that clinician to the back office, they sit down in the chair, and immediately the bib goes on. And I think it's really important that you look at that person in their eye before you start guiding them and having you follow them to the back office. Shake their hand. How does their hand feel? Does it feel clammy? I bet you there's a patient with a clammy hand at least once a day because they hate being there and they're nervous about it. There's somebody that their hand, have you ever shook, shaken somebody's hand and then it feels like you could feel like nervousness in their hand? Right. So shake their hand, feel how they're going, how the day's going, and then sit down, actually pull the chair out. After they sit down, they sit down, tell them to have a seat, and then you sit down and just talk. What's going on? Noreen, what's going on today? You know, I know it's the end of your day today, but how's how's your Friday been? Right. What are you doing this weekend? I know it's the fourth of July here in the US. It's a big weekend for us. But what are you guys doing over there in Toronto, Canada today? Right, right. And one of the things you mentioned um, before we, um, you know, started to do the podcast was, uh, you know, how the dots connect. Like you talked about, you know, pre-planning. So it's not just the hygienist. It's also the, the financial coordinator. It's also the, you know, the front desk person. It's also the doctors. It's almost like you're kind of uh, like, like the football teams, right? They mm-hmm. kind of, run through the place before they execute it. So you're almost like running through the place, um, you know, patient by patient. Uh, can you kind of walk us through how that works? Oh my gosh, that was so, that was interesting what you were just saying. What you were having me imagine in my mind is this play by play and walking through to connect the dots. This is one of the things that we teach in the very beginning, and we usually do a Zoom or Skype type call like this. And we have a process, it's all around the morning team huddle. And we found that it works best to have the morning team huddle because you wanna get all the dots connected and learn what you need to know before you start your day. So we have a whole process that each person on the team does to connect the dots so everybody has like their own little project it takes maybe five or ten minutes so we have a form that the financial coordinator or the office manager completes and it's where are we financially where do we want to be and then the appointment person there's somebody that works on the appointment scheduling and that person knows who are the new patients coming in this week And then they're connecting the doctor to the new patient before the new patient even comes into the office. They are telling the team 
about the new patients who are about to come in. And then they're actually texting doctor to those new patients at the beginning of the week. And as patients schedule for that week during the week, they're letting the team and doctor know. And doctor's actually calling to connect with that patient. So there's a dot connected to the new patient from the doctor before they even came in. We've connected the dot from the financial coordinator to the team. So the team players now have a football, each have a football to throw or make a touchdown to meet the financial goal. We know the hygienist has analyzed who are the family members of my patients coming in today that need an appointment? Do they have outstanding treatment? What treatment does this patient need that's unscheduled? It goes on and on and on. Each team member has all these different dots. They're seeds that we threw out from that envelope of beautiful flowers to be planted. We took the seeds and we put them on the floor, but everybody needs to pick up their seeds and then they're going to actually put them together and water them in the team meeting to make a beautiful bouquet at the end of the month, like I just shared with you, our office that is collecting over 90000 Right. That's wonderful. So it's really everybody's kind of um, pre-planning their day and, and, and rehearsing it. So when, when they go to play, you know, they're not really, um, you know, kind of improvising or doing the wrong thing. Absolutely. I mean, one of the other things I see happening, and we had an, a very upset hygienist in an office recently because she kept having to leave her patients to go get somebody to help her with her comprehensive periodontal charting to chart to examine for gum disease on these patients with perio takes, you know, probably 10 minutes with somebody who's there charting it and 20 plus minutes if they've got active perio. There's furcations, recession, mobility, not just pocket depths that we've got to chart annually. It's our responsibility. And we want a team to do this, not just the hygienist alone. So we, we actually know who's going to come in there at what point in that appointment with the hygienist, which patients need perio charting, which patients need a doctor exam. We already know because the hygienist has audited what they need before the team meeting in the morning. And then they're talking about it during that team huddle, which by the way, when we work on this, we get it finessed to down to 10 minutes. If there's one doctor, one or two hygienists, two assistants, and then maybe two front office people, we'll get it finessed. So it takes about 10 minutes and it's a fun, we actually have some fun with this meeting as well. That's wonderful. What are some of the, the, like, what are some of the things that you find um, to be critical success factors? Like, I mean, if you look at your most successful doctors, I know you kind of mentioned one. You felt the, the most successful doctors, the doctor is a leader. He gets his hands dirty or her hands dirty and they're driving it. But what are some of the other things that you feel um, your best customers seem to do that may, maybe not all your customers do? So the doctor's, the practices that the doctors own, the ones that are doing very well, like we're talking, you know, over $10,000 a day consistently. To do $10,000 a day consistently, 
we need to have, like I said, the doctor needs to be a leader. But what does that mean? Well, there's, there are many things, too many to go into detail, but there are some books that I could recommend that they read, but also they need to have some coaching. And we have coaches that we recommend for leadership as well. So I'm happy to make those recommendations if people want to contact us. But it's the doctor understanding what that means to be the leader, that they're able to make some of the qualities are the ability to make a quick decision. Uh, somebody who is talking to us about changing things and getting to that next level of their practice, if they're talking to us for three months, they're usually not good at making decisions. Dentists, a lot of doctors, I'm sorry to say, but they are not good at making a quick decision. They take too long to think about things. They'll take too long to decide that they shouldn't have this team player. Like I'll have doctors, they'll say, the first thing I want to know when you hire me is, should I keep this hygienist or should I let her go? And I meet the hygienist and a month later, you know, we're not getting our reports. The hygienist isn't doing their audits. And I'm saying, doc, it's not, you know, she's not playing. And we need, you know, I'll try to work with the hygienist, talk with the hygienist, no change, no change. And the doc has a hard time letting the hygienist go. One of my doctors said, I just think it's me paying for my sins that I need to keep this office manager. And it's like, no, the person I know up there isn't making you pay for your sins by keeping an office manager who doesn't care if patients come back, who doesn't want to talk about a treatment plan that's over $1,000 that allows patients to walk out the door with massive mush. We actually came up with this word in the training, massive mush under the crown, active decay under the crown for the last two years. It's $1,088 to get that crown replaced. And how can she speak to that patient how can she offer a payment, flexible financial arrangement so the patient can get that done? And we had a situation the other day where the hygienist wasn't making the decision for the patient to have some teeth scaled and replaned, and the patient came back 10 months later, and it's full-blown perio now. So it, if the doctors ask me, should I keep her or should she go, they have to be able to make that decision within two months. Right. And that's part of the leadership is making those kind of decisions. Mm -hmm. What are some of the books you are mentioning that perhaps they could read? Uh, good to great. Uh, another great one is traction. Um, 80, 20 is another one. Um, yeah. I, I have a whole list of them. I don't have it in front of me, but those are some of them. I'm in, really enjoying traction right now. Right. I, I read um, good to great like three times. It's like an amazing book. Yes. <laughs> it's, uh, he studied, Jim Collins studied, you know, the great companies and, and the good companies and what separated them. You know, John Maxwell also has some, it's like the 12 Disciples of Leadership, something like that. John Maxwell has some really good books too. All right. Thank you for sharing that with us. You're welcome. Um, you, we talked about um, decisive doctor, right? That being a critical yes. success factor as opposed to, you know, a doctor who kind of overanalyzes and thinks and thinks and then doesn't do anything, right? Um, now, you have mentioned that in, in one of your examples, right, the practice that went from 50, um, you know, 7,000 and losing money to 91,000 in three and a half months. In that particular example, you said the doctor was not perhaps 
you know, the active leader that you wanted him to be, but still you got them the results. So what happened in that case? What was the critical success factor in that case? Well, he is, I have to give him a lot of credit. He's really, he's made some good changes. And since it's only been four months, basically, uh, we have a ways to go. Um, he, I found that he, um, there's a book, another really great book, by the way, is The Science of Success. And I actually gave him that book because it's very important that if you want to be at a certain level, you actually have to imagine it, visualize it, feel it. And he, he'll have something good happen and then he'll take it down. He'll, he'll downplay it or he'll create a negative into it. So it's very important that he keep a positive attitude. So I've been working with him on keeping a positive attitude and keeping him pumped up. But I've also been able to work really hard with the, I have a, my team and myself, we have a lot of contact with the front office and it's keeping those ladies pumped up. And they're constantly telling me in particular and sending me notes what's happening each day. And then I'm creating some procedures and processes. So there was a problem with the way that patients were being dismissed. So it's creating a process around that. And the doctor was like, oh, no, 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 I don't think we need to do that. I'm like, this is an accountability measure. And we, I just tell him we have to do this. And he didn't want to do it, but he listens to me and we did it. And this week, after we put this accountability measure in place, all the patients now checked out at the front desk with our www process that we have in place. That's awesome. It's the front office ladies. They've really made a big, big change and the doctor has no alternative, but to follow their positive. One of the things that we use is uh, every meeting, we start with what we call a positive focus. So we start with what went right and how do we build on it? I love um, it. Because that completely turns the mood to you know, something positive. And when your mind is happy and positive, you get creative ideas. When you're you know, depressed and thinking of who to blame, not, you, know, you will never get creative problem-solving ideas. Yes, I love it. That's awesome. We always, you know what? We always um, have something fun that we end the day with. But I, I'm gonna. I just wrote that down. I got to add that to our process for the morning team huddle. I like it. Thank you. Absolutely. And I think one of the attributes you exhibit is you are constantly learning, right? You are never like done learning. You always. Feel oh. Like yeah, always. Um, we just we did a um, live event in San Diego last Friday, and then it just so happens we were thinking about hiring a coach in San Diego. So we met with him Saturday morning, and we've actually hired a coach for our own business. We feel like we all have blind spots. Would you agree, Naren? Absolutely. Um, you know, and, and we only know what we know. And so we want to get better and we've got to have some outside help. Right. Absolutely. I also have a coach. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, yeah, I mean, like you are right. I mean, we all don't know what we don't know. And one quote I really love is um, 
we all operate at 100% of our mindset ceilings. So oh. we all have a ceiling and, and the only way we can go above that is to break through that ceiling. Hmm. I like it. And, um, and life typically comes down to simple things like, you know, uh, you know, marketing in one sentence is it's getting more people to know you like you trust you. It sounds so simple. People don't do it, but that's marketing, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think a lot of it has to do with listening and then also acknowledging what you heard from that person. Right, right. Because otherwise you will take it through one ear and you will let it go through the other. Nothing ever happens. But if you acknowledge, then hopefully it will become part of you and it will change, change you. Let's uh, talk about um, your critical success factors. What makes you tick, meaning you and your team? How do you organize your yourself and your company and, uh, and, and make sure that, you know, because you don't just, uh, you know, start, give them some tips and walk away. You stay with them till their business turns around. So how do you do this? So you mean on a personal level, like what personally, what makes us tick? Yeah. I mean, you and your team, like, you know, how do you make sure that like, what's your process? Um, how do you kind of do things? So, uh, you can, you know, consistently deliver success to your clients. So we have a success, um, yeah, it's a success strategy coach. And she works with our doctors in the very beginning to make sure that they're a right fit for us and that we want to work with doctors who are wanting to do what they need to do to get where they want to go because we found that it's, it doesn't make us tick. We're very unhappy if we have a client and they never get on the calls. We've had clients where they didn't show up when we were there in the morning, they weren't there and we can't work with that kind of doctor. So we have somebody that first works with the doctor to make sure that they're the right fit. And then we have, I have an administrative assistant that works with the clients. Um, for example, we have uh, some new clients this week. So she gathers some information with office manager so that we can learn, that our team can learn about their team. And then we will schedule a Skype for me to actually see the entire team. So we, I get to know them and see them. And Kate is my assistant who is constantly following up with them. Sometimes, for example, today we, we had a meeting and there are some offices that haven't been following through with what they need to do. So she's making a note and putting it on our calendar that she has to follow up with them and have a talk with them on Monday. And so we actually want to know more about working better together as a team and that's why we have coaches now so that we can even work at a higher level and we have a well-oiled team but how can we be better so this is an overview like if we're looking 50 feet above at our team how it works but we advocate that the doctor has a team meeting. And I was talking to Kate, my assistant this morning saying, we have a meeting in the mornings, but I want it to be better. There's something else that we can do to be better. 
So what is that, you know? Right. I've been studying our best clients and I notice all of them share three mindsets. The first mindset is they all appreciate life and appreciate themselves, meaning they're always kind to others, like anything nice, they will point it out. Even when they have, you know, negative feedback, they will always point out, you know, the good stuff. And then they'll talk about the things that can improve. And the reason that's important, at least in our case, is we have 200 people doing all the work. So when you appreciate humans, they tend to work harder for you. Nothing motivates a person better than appreciation. Um, The second mindset I see that our best clients have is uh, they are team players. So they they kind of understand the idea that I cannot be the best in the world at everything, but I surround myself with people who are the best in the world at things I'm not the best in the world at. And then I work well with them. I listen to them and I have to, I do what I need to do when I have to and so forth. And the third mindset I notice is they're growth oriented people. They're not the ones who say, oh, well, the glass is half empty and, um, who do I blame? They're the ones who say it's half full. Who do I thank? And how do I get the rest of the half full? Mm-hmm. Right? They have a different mindset of life. Um, mm-hmm. So it's interesting. So, and you, I'm sure have thought about this. So what are some of the, the kind of mindsets, if I may, of your best clients? Now, I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> well, I think it's a lot of what you're saying. I mean, like I was telling you about my doctor, the client in Australia, it's who she surrounds herself with. And the people that she's now surrounded herself with, her team wants to grow. They want to go forward. They want to be better. And so it's who she's surrounding herself with. And by the way, she always has a coach as well. And she always is masterminding with other business people, not necessarily dentists. Um, I can use her as a great example because she's so positive. I mean, like I, I have this thing, and I don't know if you've seen it, where it's Wednesday watch. And on Wednesdays, I ask, what are you watching? And I will promote somebody else's podcast. Not necessarily a podcast that I was in, but somebody else's. And so she's the same way. She'll always promote people. She actually surprised me with an amazing video testimonial about three weeks ago. My new website's going live next week and we'll have it on there. Um, I mean, she just so, you know, those doctors who are doing well, they're the ones that are saying thank you. They're saying thank you to their team members and they're saying thank you to me. And that's how my team is. Never do I let my team leave the office without saying thank you. I so appreciate them. And I think I tell Kate every day, you know, you have a 20-year commitment with me. You can't, I can't, you know, it's like I just need her and I want her. And she so wants our business to grow. And those are the kind of people that we want to work with. And they're the type of people that are working for the doctors and the practices that we find to be successful. That's amazing. So I guess we both share similar mindsets uh, between our clients. Absolutely. Yeah. That's great. So appreciation, growth mindset, and uh, teamwork. So team players. Those are my successful clients. (laughs) That's what they're doing. Right. And it's in that book, The Science of Success. Right. Yeah. And uh, what I find is life is short. So, you know, right now 
I tell them point blank, if you don't have these three mindsets, don't even bother calling us because <laughs> we will not work out for you. So why are we creating pain for you and us, right? So. Oh, wow. And, uh, <laughs> well, I love how you get to the, right to the point of that. Yeah, I mean, because eventually it's not going to work out. So might as well say that up front. My father always says it's better to say no right away, <laughs> you know, because some, some people are not a good fit for you. Maybe down the road they will change and maybe they'll be a good fit. But at this moment, if they don't have those three mindsets, then, you know, they're not a good fit. <laughs> Let's, um, any, any final thoughts? And also, how do people get a hold of you, Debbie? You have so much knowledge and information. Well, they can get a hold of me. Um, they can schedule a chat with us or a strategic planning session, which is complimentary to your listeners. And just schedule a time with Kate. Uh, it's admin at dentalpracticesolutions.com. Perfect. So it's dental practice solutions, plural, S at the end there. And Kate is admin at. Um, our phone number toll free is 888-816-1511. And then directly is 949 area code. And it's 315-87. Oh my gosh, I just, it just slipped my mind. <laughs> um, but the, the toll-free number is the best number that will work for you. Right. We will include all of this information uh, you know, on the website so they can easily access it. Good, good, good. Um, yeah, I think it's 315-8741. Perfect. Nine Thank you. Yeah. Thank so, you very much, Debbie. This is a pleasure talking to you and I hope to have you again soon. Yeah. And um, I just want to say our website is dentalpracticesolutions.com. So we'll have a new website up next week. I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. Yeah. Your current website looks okay, but I guess the new one is <laughs> going to look even better. So that's awesome. Yeah. It's time for that website to be freshed. Right. Um, thank you so much for having me, Aaron. I really enjoy talking to you and getting to know you. Thank you very much, Debbie. Thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of Growing Dentist podcast show.